0: On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to the Jam Price Show, and today my guest is Emmy-winning voiceover artist Tasia Valenza. Welcome to the show, Tasia. Oh, thank you so much, Jan. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's nice to nice to have you. Uh, nice to talk to you in person. I've watched your TED Talk, and uh, very interesting. We're going to get into that a little bit. But since we are it's our very first show that we're all doing remotely from our homes since yeah. we are all on lockdown, and I would like to you know you know address the elephant in the room. Let's talk a little bit about how uh, the coronavirus is affecting you and your business right now sure um yeah it's definitely interesting in terms
1: of uh, the ironic thing is is that I've been working in my studio slash closet for 20 years so that <laughs> 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 I've, I have uh, been very um, acclimated to working alone uh, and speaking with people over the phone or digitally and you know different uh, devices so that that interestingly did not uh, change for me in the you know, how it is for millions of people and how difficult a learning curve that is. Um, but certainly the business was, you know, the voiceover business, because I have two parts as so a teacher and a speaker. And as a voiceover artist, as a voiceover artist, what I've noticed, it was like a big dip where, you know, it was just basically no auditions coming in and the work slowed down greatly. And interestingly, at this point, a few weeks in, um, there's just this incredible pivot where the work is coming in and the auditions are coming back that, but they're, you know, it's, it's as if the clients were figuring out, well, how do we, how do we approach this now? And so a lot of the the spots are very, um, you know, very supportive and heartwarming and it's a lot, a lot less about sell and a lot more about, um, we're here for you. Um, so that, that, you know, on the, on the, voiceover side that's been an interesting and of course appropriate shift um but uh a lot of the speaking that i've been doing uh in regards to give great voice has become of course remote instead of uh, uh in person but the the interesting part synchronistically is that the whole tedx talk was to use to really empower the fact that uh we when we use our voices, you know, we can move and touch someone with our voices. Mm-hmm. And I was basically mandating to ring the bell, to to use our voices to touch and and, and connect with each other. And here we are in this incredibly uh, once in a lifetime, God willing, situation where people are doing just that. So it's it was kind of this uh, the timing of it to come out, you know, previous to that, like a, about a month uh, till this all came out was um, just very magical for me, and I feel very blessed that something that's been so um, important for me to share is is really being uh, you know if there's any silver lining that people are connecting with each other in ways that have has not happened in a while so I think that was a much longer answer <laughs> <laughs> right so it, it was it was like for the voiceover because I'm, I'm kind of in this duality of like who am I now I'm a voiceover artist mm-hmm. and I'm also this you know <laughs> using that skill set to to share my, uh, my my passion which is uh, to, to to teach
0: people how to give great voice more and and inspire them that's wonderful and we and we need that more than ever right now and uh, I agree with you I think there's a lot of silver linings that will come out of this if we look for them they're, mm-hmm. they're going to be there for everyone uh, uh-huh. I totally agree but I think that the way that we're connecting now is on a deeper level, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And what's it's interesting too because you know I talk to a lot of people in this industry, and you know when you see so many people that are so well known that have been affected by this, mm-hmm. um, and they're you know posting things you know on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook about their experience, and I think that helps everybody else to realize, hey, you know John Legend, John Legend's going through this, and mm-hmm. uh, and his mm-hmm. wife and. They're not any different, you know, than mm-hmm. the rest of us. So I think that also helps that we all are in this together. It's just, it's everyone. So Right, that's a rarity. Um,
1: that's never happened. I mean, no. there's never been a worldwide situation where we're all literally human beings um, experiencing the same tragedies and challenges. But we're also in a great time of technology where we can see one another and experience it truly together as opposed to even 10 years ago, we would have been far more isolated in our understanding and being able to share with each other how are you doing and how are you feeling and this happened to me and how can we support one another so that's again such a gift that if it had to happen thank god we can have the ability to to uh, override it by being able through technology
0: to still connect with each other yes i agree well, again blessings there's always blessings in it how did you start your career how did you did you wake up one day and say hey i want to be a voiceover artist or how did that evolve and and how did you because you're you do a lot of Things and I, I do want to get into. Well, you can tell everyone um, the, what they'll be familiar with your voice. For <laughs> sure. sure You've sure. got a lot of uh, well known characters, um, but to, tell us tell me a little bit, tell our audience uh, how you got into this business. Sure.
1: Well, I, I, I jokingly like to say that I'm a recovering actress and a fully functioning voiceover artist. <laughs> uh, AA, <laughs> Actors Anonymous. Hi, my name mm-hmm. is Tasia. I used to be an actress, but um, I started actually. Um, on camera. When I was 15, um, I was actually discovered by the late, great Louis Maul, uh, French director. That's, wow! Uh, for, yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those fun stories that you have to be of a certain age to know who yeah. he was. Because well, he, well, he was married to Candace Bergen, too. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh people know her, if they don't know him, they know her. Uh, Murphy Brown. But um, I was literally discovered when I was 15 because my, my mother was an actress uh, previous, and my father really were actors growing up. So I knew that I wanted to be. I kind of came out, you know, screaming my head up and singing, and yeah, I want to be. Her. You know, I was like it was, it was definitely in the genes, and I, I did every school in camp play, and I was the lead. And then my mom, who wasn't really acting a lot at that point or singing, but she would go to open calls sometimes, and we would do extra work around New York uh, City because I was born and raised there, and she had the opportunity to go for this open call for this film called Crackers. Uh, and it was a Latina woman, and I was actually home, ironically, cutting. School uh, only that one time, um, watching all my children, and she went to the open call. And I said, "Hey, bring my picture. You never know for extra work." And sure enough, they've written the wrong age. There were all these ladies there of a certain age, and they said, "I'm sorry, ladies. You know, we don't need you. Uh, we're looking for an old genou. And my mom, you know, promptly went to the front of the line and put my picture down and said, "Like this." Uh, and sure enough, I auditioned for Juliet Taylor, uh, who cast wow. all of Woody Allen's films, mm-hmm. and she yes. said, "You're wonderful. I'm going to send you out to." LA tomorrow and either you'll be back the next day or pack for six weeks. So it was uh, it was kind of crazy and fun and she sent my mom went, uh, sent me with one of her friends and I screen tested with Sean Penn, who was my leading man. Wow, wow. Who, yes, but you know, I was hoping for Scott Bayo at the time because of course <laughs> uh, all I could think about was Piccoli from Ridgemont High as my leading man. I'm really going to have to be an actress here. Um, but uh, he was great and very much in character and I screen tested and I got the part and stayed out there and um, did the film and it was with Christina Berlansky and Wallace Shawn and Donald Sutherland. I mean, the cast was amazing and the movie wow. was amazing. So I went from my school play to that and then I came back um, and six months later, I got uh, all my children and almost didn't take that because I was told, you know, you don't go from a soap opera to a movie. I mean, a movie to a soap opera, but I was so in love with it and I, I just felt that was the part and I, I missed the first screen test and then I asked my agent what happened and he said, nobody got it and I said well, I think that part is mine, so I want a screen test. And sure enough, I got that, and, and I did that for three years and <clears throat> was nominated for an Emmy for Crying Really Well. As, uh, <laughs> Dottie Thornton. And um, then went on to L.A., came out to L.A. and started doing a workout here and uh, found my way into voiceover yet again because my mom said, you should be doing voiceover. And that was, like, early 90s, and I was, like, really thinking i said well it's such a niche business how am i going to get in and thankfully she she nagged me so much that i attempted it and uh, found my way in and then realized what i had never fully uh, understood till that moment that you know and i know you can understand this in every actor uh, is that I was finally liberated from my my body and my face and the confines of you're a wonderful actor but you're not enough of this or you're too much of that. You're not, you know, tall enough or blonde enough or all the things that we as actors have to face in terms of rejection again and again and again because it's so much you know, of you of you walking and being what they envisioned. And so as soon as I started doing voiceovers, I, I was booking there was so many more jobs and there was no like uh, you, you know, that question about you I I didn't get the job, but, but I loved you but no that you just got the job i mean i got the job i got the job you know and i just realized that wow I, I really am um gifted in this medium but now i'm no no longer confined to to what i look like and that kind of just set me on fire and uh i had about a six-year crossover and then realized um that i wanted to devote myself exclusively to voiceovers and um have been doing that ever since 20 20 something years more so
0: that's amazing
1: that's the evolution of uh, yeah so I've been very very blessed and, and, and very grateful and I'm glad I had the background of the acting because it definitely has informed me because voice acting is still you know it's acting and you're just channeling it all through your voice it's even more challenging in that way uh, that you you don't have the arch of an eyebrow and you don't have your body language but uh, like I said the, uh, the flip side is you're also um, you're free to express yourself and whatever you can do with your voice that is that's golden and it, you're, you're no longer you know
0: left to be The physicality of what you look like, and, th- and that's so wonderful, isn't it? To feel that freedom,
1: it <laughs> from, is. I mean, it is. You know, we're, as artists, we want to express ourselves, and we want to know we, we want to be um, affirmed that we, we we have something special to give. And and unfortunately, you know, we're fortunately for the very you know, some of us again, we 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 it benefits us. And there's always a, there's a negative on both sides. So for me, I I live in the world of voiceover, and it, and it has not only that, but I, I love to say that my therapist said that my mental health was going up in proportion to the amount of voiceovers that is what (laughs) I got. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is why I call myself a recovering actress because truly, you know, I I I am much more healthy mentally because you know it's very hard to be rejected when it's not your work or a piece of paper; it's you. You're being rejected essentially, and you can you can say, well, of course, it's this and that, but it really does you know take its toll on you.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I I, I didn't mention this, but I I also was I, I'm also a recovering actress and musician yeah. too, and I'm also <laughs> from New York area. So, you know, exactly. You know. Exactly yeah, what I do, I yeah. yeah, I do, I do, and then I, I finally kind of got yeah, woke up and said, I'm not that talented. I don't think I'm going to with <laughs> it I can't handle all that rejection. <laughs>
1: right. Well, it's probably not that you weren't that talented, but it's you have to have such a such a drive and such a thick skin, and yes. or or you know where you see a lot of actors that they don't, and then they end up in very very you know challenging. Almost my dog Barkish she wants to come in very challenging, men, you know situations where where there's there is that depression and that you know that uh, that downward spiral because of the ups and the downs in your ego so uh you know I, I think both of us made the right
0: decisions <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I know I did for sure and I think more more importantly it was I realized I wasn't that passionate about it and mm-hmm. in order to be successful in anything you must be passionate about it and when I came to terms with that, I said, you know what? I don't really enjoy this that much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another path. So, you know, it's always interesting when we can have that self-realization uh, and look at something and go I, you know, and stand out, outside of ourselves and look at yes. it and, and make those kinds of decisions, which is what you did also. So how did you end up? Because um, talk I would love to talk a little bit about the female characters that you've mm-hmm. played, Poison sure. Ivy, mm-hmm. uh, talk, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Shakti? Shakti, uh, oh, General yeah, Shakti from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, Vanessa. And so, Vanessa Doza So, how did you get? You had obviously auditioned for that, but sure. what was that process like for you? And uh, the, and do you is that something you really enjoy a lot playing those kinds of characters? Yeah, I, I I've
1: been very blessed as a voiceover artist that I've, I've pretty much dipped my lip into every medium. And that's the beauty of voiceovers too, is that there's commercial and narration and promos and um, uh, political and radio imaging and then animation. Um, these are all areas that I have been blessed to be able to work in. But of course, as soon as I was able to to do my first animated character, I was really back home, you know, because the other ones, you're a storyteller, but now to be able to, to be, you know, really fully committing to a character again, even though it's animated, it's, um, it's a blessing because there I am acting again. And, um, the range of characters that I've played have primarily been very strong female characters, um, and or, you know, seductive versions or Poison Ivy is known, you know, as a
0: seductress.
1: And of course, um, in all of the iterations, ever. She's a wonderfully uh, multifaceted villainous slash, I think, you know, Shiro in terms of, you know, her, her passion is for her plans, and those are her, you know, she's mother to all nature, and, and so she's she can be conceived as a very one dimensional, but if you if you really look at her, um, she's really trying to protect her young, and I love playing her because she's, she's such an iconic um, DC, you know, character that's been around and been played by so many wonderful actresses but she's—I she, got to play her in the three Arkham series games, and they were very popular. And and people have been really generous uh, in extolling that I kind of you know nailed her her seductive qualities and yet her, her her strength. And then Shakti is the you know the polar opposite and yet very strong. She's a Jedi, so so much cooler than I'll ever be. And to be part <laughs> of the—that's <laughs> yeah, the beautiful thing about being an actress. Like you could you can you can literally like up, upgrade your own self because you get a chance to play these amazingly powerful, uh, you know, characters that you, you in real life you would never get to. And I, I feel like in each one that I play, they leave a little bit of their imprint on me and make me a better person. Um, and so to be part of the Star Wars uh, world, you know, growing up with that, that was just a gift. Um, and she's a Jedi, so she's this really, you know, much more authoritative and calm. And again, you know, it's I, I think of intention when I play the character, and my voice follows that intention. So... Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Poison Ivy, it's to seduce and then kill. Mm. And then for Shakti, it's to enhance and to uh, secure and to make, you know, basically be a general, but a but a, but a Jedi, um, you know, the force channeling with you calm general back and give her people, you know, and her forces the power they need to go out and, and, and be courageous. So again, the voice follows the intention. And, and then Vanessa, who was also in the Star Wars universe and Star Wars Resistance, was kind of the closest to me as a human, because she's the only out of those two characters, and so, and I've also played Sniper Wolf in uh, Metal Gear Solid, which has a, a very big following. But is uh, a, a rare uh, Star Wars figure in that she's a mother, um, and a, an incredibly courageous uh, captain, kind of Han Solo-esque, very, you know, uh, very flamboyantly confident, uh, but really grounded fighter, And she's but she's also happens to be a mother, so that was really a great gift to be able to play her because she Again, far more courageous than I'll ever be, but also um, very emotionally connected to her family. Uh, and it was beautiful to, for me, as a mother of three, to be able to to, uh, to 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 enter her heart and be connected to her.
0: All very uniquely different women and uh, very powerful in their own way. If you're just tuning in, uh, my guest today is Emmy-winning voiceover artist Tasha Valenza uh, Did I say it right, Valenza? Tasia. Tasia. Oh my God! I said yeah. You're here I go. I Great. Yeah. Well, this. All
1: right. Perfect. That's okay. You know what? We'll just go right back to Fantasia. That, I, the audience said it up, but I was, I was, I was, I, amazingly, my parents were such actors, you know, that they named me from Fantasia and were kind enough to leave off the fan. So, um, so everybody could just, we'll just sink into that, but no one. Yeah. Sorry about that. doesn't matter yeah. what you call me, just call me, right? is it <laughs> okay? <stick-out? laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of calling you, I'd love to talk. I want to talk a little bit about your TED talk uh, that you have, and it's called uh, "Give Great Voice." I want to know how that came about, how you ended up doing the TED talk, and uh, get into a little bit more details when you talk about great give Give Great Voice, of course. So. The TEDx
1: talk was something that I was um, something in my mind like seven years ago. I said, you know, I, I think the world is really, really interested in voiceover and the idea that all the skill sets that I've learned as a voiceover artist by and as an actress by breaking down characters all the time, seeing, seeing who, who they are and their characteristics and then how they relate to the world and each other, which is, you know, the four questions, you know, who am I in the scene of my life? Who am I speaking to? What do I want? And how does my voice support that intention? I noticed the same things that allowed me to be really successful as a voiceover artist, understanding those uh, questions every time I break down a script and play a character. I could also apply in my real life and um, be a better mother for that and be a better wife and friend and daughter and all the roles that I play, um, along with, of course, the uh, 30 years of therapy and emotional intelligence. <laughs> those things very much. Uh, but I really wanted to share how, how, you know, our voices matter so much. And if we can, even, if I can share how I've used the skill set of being a voiceover artist to play those roles and then help other people to take the same skill sets um, and apply it in their roles, um, it would, it would make me feel really, um, Purposeful, and so I it kind of evolved from much more of a superficial of, you know, at that time I had these teenagers that were doing so much uh, upbeak and mumbling and all the things, and I would go and and college kids, you know, really loved my character, so I was going to go to colleges and share, you know, hey, you're going out into the world, and you need to to utilize your voice in in order to get the interview and the job, and to and and digital communication was taking over more and more and more. Um, But by the time I did the talk, which was just November, and it came out in February. You know, it was more of a holistic approach because I've also made an affirmation meditation app and that's completely free called Haven of, of give great voice is a holistic first. It's how do we speak to ourselves, our self speak? So many of us are, we'll speak, we'll tear ourselves down before we, we build ourselves up. So that's a component that's so important to give great voice, to move and touch someone, including ourselves. And then to go out and use that same skill set of how we play our roles more successfully by thinking like a voiceover actor. And then the last one is to kind of remind everyone that our voice with a loving intention trumps any emoji any day and that we must continue to use our voices to connect with the people we love. So that's that. this evolution of what Give Great Voice became this TED Talk and uh, became something that I was really honored to give and has has taken on a life even far greater than I expected because I thought at that time I was really going to have to ring the bell. The train had left Digital Communication was, you know, forever going to be taking place and phone calls were going to be, you know, antiquated things of the past.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, since this COVID-19 situation, that that has definitely uh, changed. And um, again, the silver lining that um, this talk, which I was hoping will inspire, is definitely taken on even greater. And it's more important than ever, since we physically can't even touch each other anymore, to be able to use our voices and our faces um, to give great voice and great great love to one another.
0: I agree. Couldn't be more perfect. It is perfect timing here for it also. I want to talk a little bit about your meditation haven, your meditation app that you have, You want to, because that's also perfect for what's going on in the world today, too. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is exactly and how people can uh, get that
1: app? Absolutely, yes. Uh, one of the journeys I, as a voice for I got to, to uh, get involved and co-found this Affirmation Meditation app, and initially I was just going to be a voiceover artist, and um, I found the idea beautiful, but the what you know the the content itself was very lacking for me because I definitely have been in my evolution as a human being, you know, affirming myself to have more self kindness and um, you know affirmations have been around forever, but uh, not always utilized, you know, in a way that can help us really tap into that that deeper part of ourselves because when we meditate, we're so much more receptive. So, long story short, I got to become a co-founder of it and co-wrote each one, and um, they're basically it's it's similar to Calm and Headspace and it's an app that's broken down into different chapters, uh, masteries are called, and seven days of confidence, seven days of stress reduction, seven days of depression support, um, addiction uh, support, and um, marriage leadership, different and health, wealth, uh, and they're all literally just my voice with guiding you through a lovely thought for the day and then some beautiful deep breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, which really helps to relax the nervous system and then in a calm and relaxed state, saying kind and loving things to ourselves. Uh, it's completely free and it's something that I offer um, as a Be Kind to Our Mind app, which I think we need more than ever because yes. of this universal state of anxiety. So it's, just, it's called Haven Guided Affirmations. You can find it at either Google or the App Store and as I mentioned, it's completely free. There's no strings and it's just a, a gift that I offer so that we can um, use it to be kind to ourselves, say kind things to ourselves. And then when we have that more relaxed state and more um, filling filling ourselves with, with a little bit more relaxation and positive statements, we have so much more bandwidth and to give it to those around us.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And the timing, again, is absolutely perfect. Thank you for the gift of you. Uh, I have oh. I really enjoyed our conversation today, Tasia. Thank you. I really I, have. Thank you. I
1: I so appreciate you letting me have this time with you to share about these passions of mine. And I hope everyone will take care of themselves and take care of each other and love each other and know that we'll get through this. Um, and please give great voice to one another. We, we That's what we, we can do now. And it's so important.
0: What a beautiful message! Definitely, thank you. And you stay safe. Stay safe. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You can listen to the Jam Price Show all about movies anywhere, anytime on the iHeart Radio Podcast Network and Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and on your smart TV. Also, you can go to thejampriceshow.com dot com to listen to archived shows and the Price Movie Minute movie reviews. Thank you for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.